Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my next guest is Mr. Ted Yoder, who is a, a great uh, musician and a great uh, dulcimer player. And uh, we are so blessed and honored to have Ted here to tell us all about his great music and a new album coming out and a lot of great uh, g- goodies here. So first of all, Ted, uh, if you don't mind, uh, you know, our audience is kind of a little new to dulcimer music. Music, so we're going to need a Dulcimer 101 course uh, on that, if you don't mind. So why don't you start exactly what is the Dulcimer and how does it work and all that good stuff? All right, I'll try not to get too geeky on you, but um, of course, the, the word Dulcimer, the most popular one that people would probably uh, recognize is actually the Mountain Dulcimer or the Appalachian Dulcimer, which is fretted and strummed and you play it on your sitting down most of the time on your lap. So what I play is the hammer dulcimer. There's a distinction between the two just by name, but it's unfortunate that they actually share the same name because they really have no characteristics the same. (laughs) So um, the the hammer dulcimer is a trapezoid instrument. Um, People say it looks like a cheese grater because it has like two or three bridges on it and strings are strung across the top of the instrument. And it's, um, it's a diatonically tuned instrument so it's not uh strictly chromatic like a guitar or a piano uh it's laid out in in keys with whole whole steps and half steps uh varying here and there and and then you strike the strings with usually wooden mallets or or they call them hammers and uh yeah i i I personally use carbon fiber hammers with um with wooden heads on them but uh that's just a, a little side note. <laughs> oh, okay. And now, uh, Ted, since you've explained uh, the dulcimer, maybe you could also tell us how you got started playing the dulcimer. Sure, yeah. I first heard uh, an artist by the name of Rich Mullins back in the 80s play the hammer dulcimer, and once I heard it on his album, I just thought it was a synthesizer because it sounded a whole lot, uh, well, that was in the 80s when there was just a whole lot of synthesized music. And then uh, once I saw him in concert quite often, usually at least once a year, and I saw him playing this trapezoid and hitting it with mallets, and I was like, wow, what is that thing? And um, it took me took me 10 years to actually find one just because I didn't know where to look for one. And um, so uh, when my wife and I got married uh, in 1997, we moved down to Arkansas, a little town called Russellville, to uh, to just uh, be married and, and be with some friends down there. And she took some leftover wedding money that we had from her parents and found me a hammer dulcimer up in the little town called Mountain View, Arkansas. And so it was just a little tiny little, they call it a 1312 instrument, which means it has 13 strings on the on the main bridge, which is the treble bridge, and 12 strings on the bass bridge. So it was just a little tiny thing, but uh, we, we took them the little money we had and asked if they would uh, accept that, and that's uh, and they did, and that's where it all started. Okay, uh, Ted. So when you, when we're talking about you, you know, writing this music or or you know performing the, this music, I mean, do you write original dulcimer music? Is that it? Or yes, yeah. I as you know, when I grew up playing piano, 
it was just kind of a natural thing for me to um, to compose my own songs on the piano. And so when it came to the dulcimer, again, with having the only only one style like that I heard from Rich Mullins, I didn't know what else you did on the instrument. So I just uh, composed my own songs. And uh, I didn't realize that there was uh, kind of this... Mm, Oh, I don't know what you would say, kind of this uh, idea that you had to play mountain music on this instrument. And so, you know, I just I just started composing my own songs and yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, uh, how do you go about actually uh, doing that? I mean, is it similar? I mean, is there the notes similar to the, the piano or? Oh, boy. Well, it. It has a totally different element because you're actually swinging sticks like a drummer. So right. you can do some things on the on the, dulcimer, the hammer dulcimer that you can't do on a piano. You can do basically any kind of drum rudiment. There's there's a lot of different angles that you can take to composing your own song. So sometimes sometimes I'll. I'll be in a nostalgic mood, uh, you know, something will capture me and I'll just want to kind of capture that mood. And so I'll mess around with chords more than, more than rhythm. If I, if I want to do something that's a little more energetic, uh, a little more intense, maybe I'll go to a minor key and instead of focusing on a melody or a chord change, I'll focus on a rhythm. Uh, and because, because I, I brought in the idea of you can do like drum rudiments on this instrument and yet it makes melody while you do it. It's not like you're banging on a drum head, right? right. So you can sit here and do a drum rudiment on three or four strings and it has this melodic uh, nature to it as well as a rhythmic nature. So it's really amazing. Um, and there's so many different facets that you can um, you can attack when you go to um, uh, composing your own songs. Oh, so for you, Ted, how long does it usually take? I mean, is it, is it a situation where first you come up with what you, you want the song to actually sound the notes and then kind of compose it, or do you do it all at once? Or? Uh, that's a very good question. Again, it, it varies. Sometimes I'll have like a, a rhythmic thing that I'll just mess around with and, and put some chord changes underneath it. And then uh, I'll just kind of ruminate with that for a couple months until um, a melody starts forming in my head and then I'll pick out a melody. Sometimes I start with a strong melody and, and then I put, come back and just put chords underneath it. Um, I've written songs in, I've composed songs in as little as 15 minutes. Um, and some have taken two years, so it's anywhere in between there. <laughs> oh, so I mean, most of your songs are all of your songs usually like instrumentals then? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I am not a very good lyric writer. <laughs> so usually, usually when I try and write lyrics, I, I end up saying all that I want in one verse and one chorus and I'm done. <laughs> Oh, so so we were talking, you know, about, uh, you know, you performing on Wood songs, and I, I bring that up because you had performed a song, I think, toward the end of a, uh, I think it was a popular song. Do you remember? I'm trying to think of what song that was. I mean, it was a, it was a cover. And I'm, uh -huh. I'm trying, I guess my question is, whatever it was, was, is, 
is there a situation where you've got to, you know, then listen to the song and convert it to dulcimer then? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, um, in fact, uh, in 2016, uh, I had my most popular, I had a viral video on Facebook of me playing Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. And that was just me taking the song and, and kind of adapting it to the hammer dulcimer and rearranging it a little bit. And, you know, I have other, I, I do a lot of Beatle tunes and stuff like uh, Hotel California. So I, I am fairly well known as a, uh, a hammer dulcimer player that does these pop rock tunes and stuff like that on hammer dulcimer. And so I do have, there, there's definitely a contingency of my fans that, that love hearing, hearing me try to tackle Stairway to Heaven or something like that. Oh, and I, and I was just mentioning it was on Wood songs. Uh, Everyone wants to rule the world, so that, that yeah, yeah, it just came to me now. So that's that's pretty cool. So I mean, do you you mentioned that you do get requests? But I mean, is there any requests that you get that you usually? I mean, you ever said no? I'm not going to try it, or you try to make an <laughs> attempt at least. Um, I think the first one that comes to mind is Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Uh, that would that would probably take two hammer dulcimer players uh, playing on the same instrument or two different instruments to uh, to fully compose that song. Um, th- there have been oh you know one that comes up a lot and I and I've just repeatedly said no to is uh, Sting Fields of Gold, and everybody thinks it would sound so beautiful on the hammer dulcimer, but it just it, there hasn't been anything that I have come up with yet that I've really. Uh, fell in love with, and so I've I've continually said no to that song because I just have had a hard time making it work. I guess. <laughs> so uh, Ted, I wanted to ask: Is there actually, you know, dulcimer music? Like, I, like if you wanted to play a Christmas song somewhere, you could just mm-hmm. get the music for it, or you got to convert that then to dulcimer. Or? Yeah. So yeah, basically, you can read regular piano notation and and put it onto your dulcimer but obviously you're limited if they if they do block chords with you know seven or eight different notes at a time you can't do that because you only have two hammers so there's certain things you have to adapt like that i have notated some of my own music um but of what i play on the hammer dulcimer and uh but but it's just like regular notation when when you look at it so yeah that was part of the hard part when i first started was i I do read music but i couldn't find anybody that actually had notated music when i first started playing and so it was it was pretty unique to try and um you know you can't just google hammer dulcimer notation and, and and find find a song for it Okay, Ted, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today from beautiful Goshen, Indiana, who is a great musician and hammer dulcimer player, Ted Yoder, and we're so blessed and honored to have Ted here to tell us about his new album and new songs and all sorts of you know exciting information coming up. Again, my guest is Ted Yoder. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth, and please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today.
Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today from beautiful Goshen, Indiana, Mr. Ted Yoder, who is a great musician and performer and songwriter. He is uh, a great hammer dulcimer player. I had the pleasure and honor of seeing him on Wood Songs with folk singer Michael Jonathan. Check your local listings for that. And he is a great um, uh, hammer dulcimer player, and we're so blessed and honored to have uh, Ted here today. Ted, thanks so much. We truly do appreciate it. Okay, uh, Ted, so I want to talk about these uh, nice songs our audience has been listening to. So I... The first song, I'm I'm just going to say in English because I think it's easier, but you can tell what it means in Spanish. Uh, it's Chocolate Skies. So why don't you tell us about this song? Yes, Chocolate Skies. Um, it's it's on the new album, and uh, we we titled it in Spanish, Cielos de Chocolate, mostly because we I, I wrote it back in let me see maybe 2012 and um had it on an early earlier album and we just uh we reinvented it for for the for the christmas or, or the winter album and uh we ended up putting this little uh kind of salsa beat to it and uh and and of course we have marimba on it so that that kind of puts it in the vein of 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 a lot of um spanish music too so uh we we just had a lot of fun with it so we changed the title and uh and and just really kind of felt like we kicked it up to 11. Okay, and another song we have here is Figure Eights. Can you tell us about this one? Yes, Figure Eights. I would, uh, it, it's a beautiful romantic song that if you, if you think of maybe like Peanuts meets, like, like the Peanuts character's uh, skating on the ice with um, with Fred Astaire, and uh, and dancing on the ice in in Times Square, that would probably be what this is. It's got these beautiful soaring strings that we uh, uh, that we put onto the the track, and um, we just we just love the the feeling of it. We we actually really hope that maybe some figure skater for the Olympics would pick this song to skate to. <laughs> Oh, okay. And the next song we have here is Shadowlands. Can you tell us about this one? Shadowlands, yes. This was a very interesting song in that when I started composing this particular song, um, I had I had a vision in my mind as far as um, or yeah, uh, as far as what kind of sound I wanted, and and it's in it's in the key of G minor, and that's kind of a unique. Uh, pattern on the hammer dulcimer. It's not the easiest pattern to play in. And so as I was composing it, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. I mean, it's, it's nice, but it doesn't feel like it stands out from much of what I've done before. And, and then I, I played it for my wife and my band, and and they were all really excited about it. And I didn't quite capture their excitement. I didn't quite understand where it was coming from. And as we were in the studio recording it, then that was that was the song that kind of pushed the whole bringing strings into this album uh, because otherwise we were just going to do the band thing with, with drums, bass, hammer dulcimer and, and marimba. And so once we, once we started tracking this song in the studio, we all just kind of sat back and went, wow, 
this needs strings and and it's got uh, it's got this movie esque kind of James Bond feel to it, and uh, it's just beautiful. We absolutely love it, and uh, like I said, it was just the catalyst to uh, really take this album to the next level. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Ted, about the marimba player there and what songs we saw her. So, I mean, how how did you decide that marimba went with with what you were doing? <laughs> well, so. Uh, Sarah is, is my marimba player, and and I, I met her back in 2016 after the viral video, and then uh, my, my drummer is, is her husband, Doug. So as we got to know them, uh, Doug actually started playing with me first in, in 2019, and we started touring together, and then we, re, uh, we made an album called Feels Like Home, and we put the cover song Africa on there. And of course, it has that one keyboard solo in there that that sounds like a marimba in the middle of that song. And so Sarah joined us on that song in the in the studio, and that's where it kind of all started. Um, and then because Doug was traveling with me, Sarah came a lot too, and and so we ended up uh, just inserting her into the into the band um, as as tours went on and and we started writing songs together it was yeah it was i always had this idea or, or this kind of problem i was like i don't know how this fits and then once we started creating together um it it, it fits really well <laughs> so then ted sarah creates her own marimba parts i mean do you work t- together when you're creating the songs or we, we do yeah um she, I, I usually com, start composing, you know, my part of the song and kind of where I want it to go. And um, there's there's been a couple songs where where I've actually notated what I want her to play, but I'm not I, I'm not really I'm not really picky. I don't like to be that uh, that domineering writer and, and tell people what to play. I like to see what their creativity can bring. So usually I just kind of pass it off pass off my tracks to her and say, all right, here's the chord chart. Here's the song. Uh, what do you hear? And then she starts just um, bringing in her own elements that, uh, that are usually just totally fantastic. Um, so yeah, we, it, it's a collaborative uh, effort for sure. So Ted, you were saying that you have a, a new album then? Yes. Yes. A brand new album. Uh, it is called shadow light and it is releasing uh, digitally everywhere November 6th. It's, uh, we're, we're not uh, terming it a Christmas album. It is a winter album along the lines of, of what you might have associate with like a George Winston winter album. It, uh, so it, it's got all themes of, of holidays and celebrations and family and stuff like that. Um, but it, uh, it only has one technically christmas song on it but even then that's it's kind of a newer uh, newer christmas song so i mean for you ted do you around the, the holidays or do you have christmas shows that you do or oh yeah that yeah it's probably one of our busiest times of year is is right between uh november and and december um yeah we do christmas shows and uh holiday shows however you want to put it and yeah people love it Oh, 
So, I mean, you mentioned that this will not be quite, you know, album of Christmas, but have you or, or have you thought about releasing a, an album of all Christmas songs? Or I do have one, actually. It was recorded back in 2010, so it's, it, it's, uh, it's a, a ways old, but, but it's still a fantastic album. There's a bunch of people that still say it's their favorite Christmas album. Um, so I do have a dedicated Christmas album that has... Oh, you know, Little Drummer Boy, We Three Kings, uh, you know, that kind of stuff where you're you're taking old Christmas songs and reimagining them. Um, yeah. So this this one, this new one, Shadow Light, will uh, will pair really well with that uh, with my other Christmas album called Comfort and Joy. Oh, great. So, Ted, so right now, maybe not so much, but I mean, are you doing a, a certain shows or performances or? Well, we have, uh, of course, with, with COVID right now, we're, the shows are few and far between, and especially just doing stuff indoors. But uh, we, have, we have a few shows. We have two coming up in December. Um, I'm trying to look at the calendar real quick. But uh, I think December 6th and December 20th right now, we have something scheduled. So I imagine this year might be a little lean just because of the pandemic and whatnot. But uh, we also, I should tell you this, we also do a lot of streaming and we're going to record the new album uh, on a live stream with strings. And so that will be available um, for, for purchase and, and for viewing. And we're hoping to release that around Black Friday, I, I believe. Oh, okay. So, I mean, how is the streaming? I mean, is this like Facebook Live? I mean, how has that been working for you? Well, really, really good, actually. I mean, since since my viral video in 2016, uh, I've been kind of married to Facebook in that regard. People definitely expect me to show up and enjoy when I show up on Facebook Live. I usually do it once a week. And during the busy times when I'm traveling, sometimes I only play one song for them and say hello to everybody. Um, but here with the pandemic and stuff, I've had more time to be able to uh, play five or six songs for them in one sitting and do more of like a mini concert. And uh, we usually do that out in, out in my backyard when the weather's nice and, and we can uh, sit out there and enjoy nature as well. Uh, we, we've streamed some concerts on YouTube as well. And yeah, it's you know it's just a new age right now um, where you have to find new ways to connect with people. Um, it hasn't been a a really hard switch for us like it has for a lot of musicians um, this year, just because a lot of my fans have been online for many years already. But uh, it has definitely um, we we miss touring a lot and and we miss seeing people and playing for them live and seeing the smiles and the laughs and giving hugs, all that. <laughs> oh, so with this, uh, you know, uh, vir you know, virtual and online shows, uh, Ted, do people request songs or how does that work? Yeah, they do. Um, and with the, um, of course you have, you have copyright issues on Facebook. So anytime people want to hear cover songs, we have to do it on YouTube and then uh, people will, yeah, request songs ahead of time, and we'll make a set list. Uh, in fact, I just went live 
on Facebook yesterday, and one of my fans made uh, the set list for me. And so she went through and picked out six of my original songs and and picked out the set list. I, I think that's kind of fun. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Okay, Ted, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is Ted Yoder from Goshen, Indiana, who is a great musician, a performer, and songwriter, and hammer dulcimer player. And uh, we're so blessed and honored that uh, Ted could be here today and telling us all about his great music and letting us know about the dulcimer, the hammer dulcimer, to be uh, exact. So we're so glad that... uh, you know, we could get a little culture, a little little, little uh, variation of the arts here, the dul- dulcimer there. Again, my guest, Ted Yoder. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for a very last segment of this edition of our program today.
Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America, as always, broadly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today is a great uh, musician, songwriter, performer, and hammer dulcimer player, Ted Yoder, uh, from uh, beautiful, uh, calling us from beautiful Goshen, Indiana. And we're so blessed and honored that Ted could be here to tell us about his great music and the preservation of uh, hammer dulcimer music. So thank you so much. And he is also a champion. He has been in the past. And, you know, while he's definitely got the chaps to do what he uh, does and gets awards, he just has such a love and passion for what he does. And he just wants to bring this uh, music to you, to me, to everyone, to enjoy. It's it's there for the world. And we're so blessed and honored that uh, Ted can do that. So I want to thank Ted. I also want to thank each and every one of our radio listeners, podcast listeners, whatever you want to say, uh, for sharing my love and passion for what I do, which is bringing you Ted's love and passion for what he does. And you know, if you've got a show idea and it's getting toward Christmas, holidays, winter solstice, I don't know what it, whatever, you know, if you've got a guest idea or if you want to know how to make Christmas cookies or uh, Christmas cake or wh- whatever, plum pudding or whatever, you know, let, let us know because, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. But, uh, you know, guests, subjects, whatever it might be, MikeCara.com is the, the website addresses, and you can definitely go there and uh, give me a call or send me an email. Again, my guest, Ted Yoder, and Ted, pleasure and honor uh, that you're here today. Thank you for the preservation of dulcimer music, and thank you for just being you and uh, you know sharing this wonderful music and being here today. Thanks so much. We're truly blessed, and we truly do appreciate it. Okay, Ted. So now I want to talk a little bit, you know, about your website and more about your social media. So do you have a website then? Yeah, absolutely. TedYoder.com is my website. Okay. And we mentioned uh, about Facebook. So you have a Facebook. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, Facebook and YouTube, uh, Instagram. I don't do a lot on Twitter, but uh, yeah. Those are the three main platforms that I can believe, right, come off the top of my head. Oh, oh, yeah, and it says here that you're the National Hammer Dulcimer Champion. Was that like a special contest or competition? Or that was. I actually, it's funny. I don't, I don't talk about that much anymore because it happened uh, so long ago. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a big festival out in uh, Winfield, Kansas, called um, Oh Boy. What is it called now? The Walnut Valley Festival. There we go. Right. And uh, yeah, so um, they, they part of their uh, they're famous for a lot of um, musical um, uh, competitions. So finger pick guitar, fiddle, banjo, mountain, and hammer dulcimer. And so in 2010, we uh, my wife and I went out there and competed, and it was the first time that we were there and ever competed, and and we walked away with a trophy. Oh, great. Uh, so you mentioned, Ted, about uh, YouTube. We we know, know about that. So then you have your, your channel with all those. I mean, do you have that original video still up there then? Oh, yes, yeah. If you can, you can go to Facebook and you can see that video because evidently Tears for Fears um, – reached some agreement with Facebook and they, they didn't, they didn't take that one down. So 
So you can go to Facebook and watch it. If you go to my videos page, it's the top video uh, that'll that'll show up. Uh, an abbreviated version of it is on YouTube. It has the whole song, but there's some stuff that happens on the beginning and the outside that are clipped off of it. But uh, yeah, so you can find it on YouTube and on Facebook still. Oh, great. Uh, so, uh, uh, Ted, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, the history of uh, the dulcimer. I mean, for you, have you, you mentioned a little bit about it, but I mean, have you kind of studied how far this goes back and the history of it? Or Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, a, it's a Persian instrument, so it, it goes way back to when Persia was, was in power. Um, and it's even mentioned in the in the book of Daniel in the Bible. Um, more than likely, King David was was one who actually created the hammer dulcimer. He created over like 500 different instruments, and so the uh, the dulcimer would fit right in there with his harps and everything else. But that's kind of speculation. Um, but yes, the the main the main place that it comes from is Persia. And uh, then it kind of branched out from there. The, the gypsies were largely responsible for spreading it through a bunch of different countries. It was one of their main instruments that they played. Uh, they would have a fiddle, a guitar, and a hammer dulcimer. And, um, of course, it was a smaller one than the one I play, but they would, they would have a, a shoulder or a strap holster, and it would be laid out in front of them, and they would um, hit it with little hammers while they were walking around with their guitarist and, and the fiddle player. Um, so yeah, there's, there's almost a, there's a version, um, in almost every country of the hammer dulcimer and, uh, yeah, it came over to the States probably on the, on the boats and, and ended up in Appalachia or Appalachia, I should say. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's great uh, there. Uh, so for you, Ted, I mean, is there a lot of uh, hammer dulcimer players uh, out, out there? I mean, is 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 there enough uh, gigs for everyone? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, for, you know, there's, there's probably, um, I would say, 2,000 active hammer dulcimer players and... And of those, there's there's a very small percentage that actually play in public. Um, a lot of people go to festivals and, and just enjoy jamming and playing mountain music, if you will. Um, and a lot of people are just, they just do it for their own enjoyment, and they have them sitting in their home. Uh, there's uh, not too many people that want to take it as far as I have, <laughs> as far as publicity goes. Oh, so I mean, for you, uh, Ted, do you play like in your your local area? Or trying to think, yeah, we do. We have we we have. Um, there, there's not any festivals in the area that I'm thinking of, but yeah, we we, we play locally. I live in Goshen, Indiana, and uh, and we're we're pretty connected here in town. So I've done some Christmas shows here. Um, with a bunch of other people, a bunch of other artists, uh, different things like that. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, Ted. So we want to talk uh, more about, you know, the new album. So that, that's mm -hmm. that's going to be, you know, like we're saying, uh, you know, available. And uh, it's going to be on different streaming sites or you still have CDs or... 
Uh, we do have we we will have CDs, and um, yeah, it's going to be available on all streaming sites: uh, Pandora, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, all those. Uh, but yeah, we do sell physical CDs as well, and um, yeah, those you can get at the uh, at TedYoder.com as well. Oh, so yeah, we'll we'll look uh, forward uh, to all that. Uh, okay, uh, Ted, did you mention that there would be any shows for the, our audience if they're, you know, interested in seeing you coming up? Or let me check. We're we're actually just doing. Yeah, right now they're uh, December. They'd have to go look at the the calendar on the website. Right. Um, December are the first two gigs that that we have right now, and uh, but they can keep an eye on that. Sign up for our email list because, like I said, we're especially with the colder winter months coming up, and if uh, if this pandemic still kind of hangs on, uh, we'll probably still be doing a lot of live streaming. And if they sign up for the email list, they'll be uh, sure to know when those happen. Okay, yeah, I encourage everyone, yeah, to check all that out. Oh, yeah, Ted, I wanted to ask, you know, now, you know, with this pandemic and with, with you know, streaming and all of this, I mean, you know, when everything kind of gets back to normal and everyone gets out, is this something, the streaming, that you'd still like to do then, or? It depends. I mean, I, like I said, I will do uh, I will do Facebook Live stuff because I, I just I, I always enjoy getting getting on there and seeing people and talking with them and playing for them. It's a, it's always been a nice hump day kind of thing for me to do and for for me to offer uh, to everybody. Um, you know, just this midweek kind of respite type thing. Um, so I'll definitely, if, if people are on Facebook, they can definitely check out my Ted Yoder page and sign up there for notifications and, and see me almost every Wednesday going live from somewhere. It depends where, where I'm at. Um, the streaming stuff on the, as far as the concerts, I don't know. I, we'll have to see if that actually kind of hangs on. Um, I, I imagine because it will take a while to kind of build up the, the live uh, concert schedule again that there will probably be more streaming stuff happening okay uh, ted really appreciate your time any final thoughts or you anything bet. else you'd like to mention here oh not that i can think of other than i just wish everybody well and uh, i know these are really difficult times we're in right now and i know everybody's dealing with some stress a lot more stress than usual some deep anxiety maybe even some underlying small depression type stuff going on and uh just uh i always encourage everybody to remember we're we're all human and uh and we're all equal and we should be all equal so just keep being human be kind to one another and uh we'll get through this together we're a we're a great nation and we're a wonderful um nation full of wonderful people so uh just don't lose sight of that there's a whole lot of good that's happening um it's just that the bad press gets more press. Right. Okay. Uh, Ted, and if you, if you could give your website one final time, please. Sure. TedYoder.com. Okay. My guest has been uh, Ted Yoder. You've been listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America? And please catch us again next time.